Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my guest this week on the Get Some Podcast is Michael Jai White. Before Mike comes on, I wanted to talk about my last week. Well, my last couple weeks, actually, uh, in stand-up. Last week, uh, I, was, uh, I was in Cincinnati, uh, in my hometown, uh, did 10 shows. Actually, the last three weeks, I did Tommy T's in Pleasanton, I did the Cincinnati Funny Bone, and I did the Helium Club in St. Louis. All three weeks, I ended up doing 10 shows in all those cities. But you got to realize, the clubs are half full, so 10 shows really equals out to five sold-out shows in a normal club. But it's good to see people are coming back out and, um, you know, living their life again. And, and the clubs do an amazing job of keeping socially distanced. Uh, they sanitize it. It takes an extra half hour in between shows so they can really clean the room. They got, like, these, these like, sprays. They spray. I guess it kills all the germs in the room. And everybody has to leave the room for, like, 20, 30 minutes. But this weekend, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona at, at Stand Up Live. Those shows are selling. We already added a, a 4 o'clock show on Saturday. So... Things are going good right now. But in the process of that, last Wednesday, uh, I I get a call, and they said, hey, Chappelle's, Dave Chappelle's doing this Chappelle summer camp, he calls it. Now, I got a call about two and a half, three months ago to do it, but I got it, I got it like the day of. I guess Dave thought I was still in Ohio full-time. I still have a place in Ohio, but I also have a place in California. So I wasn't in Ohio, and I was like, dang. And I really looked at flights. Like, they wanted me on, like, five hours notice. Because my agent called me. He's like, yo, Chappelle's got this show. It's outside, kind of in a cornfield in Yellow Springs, Ohio. And he wants you on the show. And I go, when is it? He was like, 8 o'clock. <laughs> this is like 11 in the morning West Coast time. So 2 o'clock. I just couldn't get there in time. And then, uh, so it ended up, my schedule worked out. They've called me a few more times, and I was working. So I got to actually go last Wednesday and do Chappelle's summer camp. I saw Joe Coy post something on his um, his Instagram where he said it's kind of like it's a Woodstock for comedians where he creates this environment where you literally are in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, small town, and I know Yellow Springs because uh, I'm from that area, but uh, it's, it's a beautiful stage. You got these people sitting outside. If you saw Dave's 846, that's the exact same venue that he's filming at. He's got camera crews everywhere, a, a boom mic. I mean, they're, they're recording everything. So there's got it. There's going to be some amazing footage when all this is said and done. And, uh, when you get there, <laughs> you pull up, you get COVID tested, you get a uh, answer in like 15 minutes, and then once you get COVID tested, then you can go. And as soon as you walk backstage, it's very surreal as a comedian because you don't get to see a lot of comedians a lot of times because they're always on the road. Uh, but I walk back there, and there's Ali Wong, Donnell Rollins, um, Michelle Wolf, and then there's Dave with his crew, his family, and his friends. And I haven't seen Ali Wong in, God, I bet you 10 years. And, no, probably eight years. She was on a TV show me and Shaq had called Upload. And I remember I told her, and my wife, me and my wife told her that I always said the first time I worked with her was at the San Francisco Punchline probably 15 years ago. And I said, God, I said, you're going to be huge. There, there are just some people, you see something in them, I go, God, you're going to be huge. I just remember, and I, I remember my wife told her that when she came to uh, do Upload with, with the show with Shaq. And um, my wife said, Gary always said you're going to be huge. 
And Gary, for some reason, he calls it every time. And so I told her, I said, hey, did you, do you remember what I told you was going to be huge? <laughs> she said, yeah. But it was cool to reconnect with Allie. And I think there's only probably two or three comics that could pull off what Dave's pulling off in Yellow Springs, where he's getting people to come in uh, for probably no money. It's not about the money. It's about being a part of something bigger than that. It's like just you want to be around comics and their energy and reconnecting. Uh, and the crowd's outside. It's such a mixed crowd, though. It's like it's hard to do a joke that a 70-year-old white woman and an 18-year-old black kid will get at the same time. They're, <laughs> but that's what you're getting in that crowd. I was like, if you can hit a joke where everyone's laughing and they all get it, I go, ooh, that's gold right there. So afterwards, you do the show and that's great. The show's great. And then, uh, and then afterwards, you, uh, Dave's got this like, it's like a party shack. It literally sits on the side of a road and you wouldn't know inside is like a DJ booth and a bar and it's just a little party shack. And I've heard about it, but I had never experienced it. So then I go there and I got, I got a little, I got a little too uh, drunk. So I made myself leave. <laughs> it was about 1230 and I grabbed my road measure bread. I said, we're out. He goes, what? And the party's like in the middle jumping. It's like Talib Kweli's there and uh, Stan Lathan's there and, and Jeff Wills, if anybody knows Live Nation's there. So you got all these execs and power people that are behind the camera. And I just go, I'm out. I go, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be the obnoxious one at the party. Because my problem is, and everyone, and my wife has always said this, I don't know when to leave. I've been to, I went to Gabrielle Union's birthday party last year and was helping the cleaning crew take the garbage out. And that is not a lie. <laughs> I was the last one there. I, <laughs> I called, somebody called me an Uber because I could not find it on my phone. And I have Uber and Lyft on my phone. So I go, I don't want to be that guy at this party. So I grabbed my robe and I said, we're out. <laughs> we didn't. He was like, what? I go, we're out. He said, my, my road manager, Brad, said, you dipped out so fast, though. It was like, there was no goodbyes. It was just like, dink. I go, leave him hanging. But with that, just the experience, I can't explain it. I cannot explain it unless you're a comic and you're there. It's... It's, that's what it is. You're a part of history. It's not. It's it's nice to be on a show where it's not about the money, and everybody's supporting each other. It's not about how much tickets are. Or what do I get? It's just about the camaraderie, and you're rooting for each other. And Dave is one of the few people that can pull that. I think Kevin can pull it off, and Dave can pull it off. I don't know if anybody else could really pull something like that off, where the level of comedians like, like. David Letterman and John Stewart and Kevin Hart came in. Bill Burr came in. Uh, Trevor Noah. It, it's just like uh, and Dave, I'm sitting there talking to Dave, and Dave's telling me all the people coming in, and he's telling me like he's shocked they came. Man, Gear, we had we had uh, this guy and this guy and this guy, and he came through, and this guy came through, and then you know sometimes Commons coming through. Tiffany came through. Uh, Erica Badu comes through. I'm just like in the middle of a cornfield in small town Ohio. It's just, it's unreal. But I, I hope they're, they're continuing to do it. So I hope if you go to Live Nation and get tickets, it's just worth it to be a part of history. And here's the, here's the funny part. So I'm in Cincinnati that weekend. Uh, they asked me to do it on September 10th. 
and I couldn't because I was in I was at the Funny Bone in Cincy. So I ended up doing it uh, on the 16th of September. So I had some see these two guys that their kids uh, go to school at my alumni Talawanda High School in Oxford, Ohio. Uh, these two guys, they're they're I'll explain it. So there's there's this running back at my high school. He's he's a black kid. And my high school doesn't have a lot of black kids. And these two gay white dudes adopted him, his brother, and his sister. So they adopted three black kids. And I become very close, as close as you can be, with the two dads. So the two dads, we always text each other. They text me on Fridays and, and, and or message me on Facebook, I'm sorry, and give me updates on how the football team's doing because a lot of times I'm on the road. So they become my sports center for my high school. So they came to my show on, on Friday, and he messaged me after my show, and I brought him back to the green room. We got to talk just about life and sports and stuff. So he texts me after um, – or messaged me after uh, the show. He goes, yo, me and my husband, we haven't been to a comedy show in so long, had such a good time. We were like, fuck it. We just dropped $500, and we're going to go see Chappelle on Wednesday. He's always got these surprise guests. And I went, well – uh, don't tell anybody, but I'm a surprise guest <laughs> on Wednesday. I said, so the $80 you spent to see me on Friday, you're going to get some of the same jokes for $500 on Wednesday. <laughs> but he also got to see Ali Wong. So they, she was another surprise guest. I wish I could have stayed the whole weekend, but I had to get back on the road. I, I hope I, I my schedule lines up where I can get to do it again because uh, it's just – I know it's cool to be part of history and I can't, I'm going to, we'll post some pictures. We're going to flash some pictures on the podcast this week, but uh, I, I just can't, I hope they cut it up and make it into something special about the summer 2020, because with everything in chaos and the whole world, if you watch the news, it feels like it's going to ship. This was like a break from all that for like I don't know, a couple hours. It felt like everything was good in the world. Let me tell you the most embarrassing thing that happened to me that night. Well, maybe not me, but maybe Chappelle's wife. Well, Chappelle's got the party shack. So I walk in. I got to use the bathroom. There's like eight people there. I got that was one of the first people there. And there's a bathroom, but there's a lot. You can lock it. So I just walk in. I don't think anybody's there. I walk in the bathroom, and Chappelle's wife is on the toilet. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> And it hit me for a minute. I went, and she goes, oh, no, oh, no. And I went, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and I close the door and I leave and I go, ah, shit. And then she comes out and she goes, I had to say, oh, no, twice. <laughs> I, went, I went, I'm so sorry. So I went up to Dave and I go, hey, Dave, can um, you want me to wife, want my wife to get on the toilet and she can take a picture or a video and that way we're even? <laughs> Since I saw your wife on the toilet. <laughs> so Dave's like, no, nah, we're good. That's good enough. <laughs> But I was like, oh, fuck. Am I about to get kicked out? I swear to God. I just, it, it wasn't like male or female bathroom. It was just one bathroom. So, God damn it. I was so mad at myself. I go, why didn't I knock? And I thought, why didn't she lock the door? Probably because she thought nobody was there. I got there early. So that was my most embarrassing moment of the night. And then uh, shout out to Dave for not making me put my wife on a toilet and making her send a pic because we would have had to do it just to make sure we're even. So I hope we're still friends. All right. Well, I'm going to bring up my guest, Michael Jai White. And uh, yeah, hopefully I get to come back. It was awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? My guest this week, uh, Spawn. 
Tyler Perry movies, uh, Mike Tyson, legendary UFC fight parties. Uh, but more importantly, we have a movie coming out this week called Welcome to Sudden Death on Netflix. Michael Jai White is my guest. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I don't know where to look. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, I'll give the backstory of, of how we really met. Like, mm -hmm. I knew your work, obviously, but we had, like, what, one day together on Undercover Brother 2? Yeah, Maybe yeah. two? A couple of days. Something like that. Yeah. 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 But I remember you, you was laughing because I, there was one scene where you walk in at the end of Undercover Brother 2, and my whole... I didn't really have a line. I just looked at you, and you kept laughing. You kept like, what are you doing? You busting out liquor? No. It's kombucha, goddammit. Oh, God. That disgusting yes. shit. Yes. <laughs> is this, uh, is this what you were trying to okay. get me to drink? Yes, yes, yes. You, you, you want right. to taste this one. This one you want to like this one. All right, let's give. Okay, okay. I was getting a story, but we'll sidetrack into this story. Okay. So when we shot... Uh, Welcome to Sudden Death, which comes out this Tuesday mm -hmm. on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Me, you, and your wife went grocery shopping, and mm -hmm. you guys grabbed all these kombuchas and told me how good they were. And yeah. then I went on Instagram, and I told you guys, oh, yeah, they're good. I like it. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Classic talk behind people's back. I go on Instagram, and I go, anybody read kombucha? That shit's <laughs> disgusting. Who drinks that shit? It's nasty. Mike, I think we were done shooting. I think I waited till we was done shooting. Yeah. You sent me a message going, hey, motherfucker, you could have told me you didn't like it. <laughs> I said, it's disgusting. It's, it's damn good for you. And, and, and it, 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 a lot of antioxidants, a lot of, you know what, just taste that. Now tell me, okay, is that, is that disgusting? On the, it's, this, okay. Here's okay. There's right. a lot of pressure right in front of me. So. <laughs> no, you're going to be honest. It's your show. It's your show. That's pretty good. All right, that's pretty good. Okay, okay. We can't leave so much sugars on it. Nope, not, not much. It's just it's all natural turd. honey and all that type of stuff. I'm not trying to work for the company, but, you know, my well, friend, Why didn't you give me this in Canada? Well, because... Uh, they didn't have it, did they? No, they didn't have it. They didn't have it. Well, that's, 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 that's decent my, kombucha. That's my favorite right there. Where do you get this at? Um... Whole Foods and all those kind of very expensive. Kind Wild of. tonic, uh -huh. blueberry basil, June kombucha. What's they, the they benefits got, of kombucha? What's it oh, do to your body? It's like healthy gut, antioxidants, um, fights cancer, all kinds of. It, man, it's just about a little bit of everything. But you and your <laughs> wife really must have taken that to heart. <laughs> the fact that you packed it and it's cold. Right. That's right. How did you uh, how'd you keep it cold? Well, they, they have these new inventions, man. They have these things that you can like walk around with. with That's with, a cooler. Yeah, it's a cooler. I thought it was like I thought it was a little uh, fanny pack. You, you can have it if you want. Mm -mm. So this is pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. Right, right. All right. So before I was a avid kombucha drinker, uh, we did, we only had like one. Well, we have one one scene on Undercover Brother Two. Yeah, and but well, you kept laughing. Up. You kept like looking like I can't look at this guy's face without yeah. laughing. And I don't know if I should have been offended by that. No, no. You you talking about around the the boardroom yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 man. Because you you just had a different. I mean, I couldn't get ready for all the different things you were doing, and so <laughs> it kind of threw me. So I mean, I had to kind of like look at you, but not look at you. <laughs> I had to do that a lot in this movie too. I was like, man, this dude. Well, Welcome to Sudden Death came about. I'll never forget it. I'm in Spokane, Washington, and I get done with the show, and I'm doing a meet and greet, and I see, uh, I see, I don't get a lot of DMs, by the way. I'm not a rapper. 
So I see mo most of my DMs are, can you pay my bills? Can you, <laughs> yo, I'm in a bad situation. I got four kids. I'm getting evicted. Here's my <laughs> eviction notice, stuff like that. Uh, so I see, uh, I see one, for, obviously when you got a verified check, you notice them. So I see yours and you go, hey, Gary, uh, here's my cell. Reach out to me. I got this movie I'm getting ready to shoot. I'm seeing if you want to, if you're interested. Now, I could lie and be like, I might have said, yeah, reach out. Let me read the script. I knew I was going to say yes. Because <laughs> I remember I, my opener, I go, I go, hey, man, this is real, right? Because my opener is also my web guy. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's real. I go, all right, I'm going to call him. And like a couple days later, I said, yeah, they're, I think they're going to really go to bat for me on this film. And then a week later, you told me the, the, the studio had somebody else in mind or some other people, and you and the director was really going to bat for me. And month later, we was in Winnipeg yeah, shooting yeah. a movie, man. So I don't know if I probably said thank you, but thank you for going to bat for me. Hey, man, hey, well, you're welcome, but you're helping us out. Fa fact is, you know, I, I, I had some influence there, right? So it's like, you know, you, you, get, you get your way in the position I'm in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But plus, I was like, nah, this is the cat. Uh, Y'all get the you know, get credit like you, y'all thought of it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I just knew with the combination, I thought, you know, just from working with you with Undercover, uh, undercover Brother, I'm like, nah, nah, this, this guy, he'll make it his own thing and he'll just run with it that way. And and I was right about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you came up with some fun, Ah, oh, damn. I, can you curse on this? Yeah, it's oh, a podcast. You, you came up with some funny stuff. That's funny shit. <laughs> no, funny shit's not no, no. funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. no, but the hardest thing was keeping a goddamn straight face with you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I hope they kept all that shit in. I didn't see the, fi the, the final. We're going to find yeah, out yeah, this yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. On Netflix and everywhere mm. else. Yep. You know, how now it's funny when somebody goes to bat for you like that, I remember telling my wife, like, I I was I I knew that script and I knew everybody else's lines mm. <laughs> just because I go there's no way I'm coming in unprepared. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always good. <laughs> but the weird part is when you're I've never done a that's the first like action movie I've done. Mm. So it's as a comedian I you don't want to make it buffoonish but you know you're there to make it funny. Right, right. So the first scene we shot together was like in the middle of the movie. After you just killed somebody, uh, and so I felt like that one scene. I was like, I don't really know. I didn't know what we're organically how our characters are going to interact. Uh -huh. It's such a weird dynamic. The first day, the first scene, mm. I'm standing over a dead guy that you just killed, uh, and I'm going, okay. I want to act like <laughs> I don't want to act like. Uh, Oh my God! There's a dead person. Uh, but then I also want to be like I want to be funny. It was so. That first day was so awkward for me. Well, it didn't look awkward. You, 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 you handled that like it was really funny. Like you walk up. Well, I, well, we kept doing making it our own in the script. I put some of my own little idiosyncrasies in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a sense of direction. I have a horrible sense of direction. So we wrote that in the movie. And also, if you walk up on me without me seeing you, I tend to jump. I mean, back in the day, I used to hit people. By accident. Right. You know, all the... In real life. Yeah. All the whole martial art thing. Why do you look at me like that? Yeah, yeah. but I don't... I, you know, I don't... I, don't st I, I haven't done that in a long time. 
just so don't don't even worry about. It. But like when people make like I mean I've been doing martial arts all my life, right? So that whole at the last second block and encounter, that was like part of my whole system. So there were a few people, you know, like joggers in the past, and I didn't hear coming up, and people that just kind of. <laughs> just, just to let people know, like, I've been doing martial arts and stuff. Don't come up and, hey, it's Michael Jai White. Ha ha! Don't do that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm serious, like, because I don't want to get sued for one thing. I'm lucky that I got away with the shit I got away with. But, but yeah, that, that kind of thing. So I, we, worked, we worked that in. So in, I don't want give, to uh, give away too much, but his, his character, well, it's in the damn trailer, the little trailer thing, mm -hmm. I think. So I mean, when you you always pop up on me and I'm ready to you know take your head off. That's, yeah, that's one of those little inside jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, I've never I was telling my wife I go God I go can I get a movie that's shot in Rome or like Australia? I go because you're like hey yeah we're doing a movie uh, we're gonna be in Winnipeg and I went oh <laughs> there was and you had. So at one point, your your wife's in the movie. She plays one of the the um, terrorists, terrorists yeah. and she can fight. Uh -huh. And she beats I'm not giving away. She beats my ass <laughs> in the movie somewhat. <laughs> but uh, like you had your wife at one point, like after the first couple weeks, and your wife was out. So you yeah. was I, I end up being like the third wheel with you guys yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> Sidekick. Yeah, yeah, you remind me of me, man, so much because like you know. I'm kind of to myself a lot, you know. Yeah. You know, we're popular, but it's like you know, we're just comfortable and it's just like roaming. Like we, we'll we'll be riding around. We, there's Gary just walking by himself down the, down yeah. the street. Yo, man, <laughs> I'm notorious wanna, for that. Yeah, <laughs> you want to roll? We're about to grab something to eat. So you know, you know, it, was, it, it got to the point where it's like, yeah, yeah, let, let's go to this place. What is Gary all right? Let's check Gary. See if he's if he's just. You know, kind of moping around somewhere, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, man. But uh, that's why we we picked you up. Took you. Yeah. You know that that's me. Like I enjoy doing that. Like, yeah. We, we we knew the places to shop. Mm -hmm. The other stuff I introduced you to, you liked those chips. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. It's just a kombucha. It's yeah. It's, Listen, you, you you had a you had a kombucha issue. You, so I just want I want to rectify that. That's why I want to do it. that today. This yeah. is good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the, well, I, that makes us feel a lot better. Okay. That shit in Canada was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was <laughs> it, that that that's an acquired taste kind of thing. Yeah, you know, my wife was she was cast before me in that movie. In the movie, she was cast before I did. Well, her her and the director they went to school together. And at were, Howard, right? Yeah, and and they worked on another project, uh, you know, years earlier. Oh, I didn't know. So that. when this came up, he was like, "Oh, I got something for you. I want you to play this role, whatever." And then it was like, "By the way, what's your husband doing?" For real? Like, <laughs> Basically. Who, would, who would be in that movie but you? I can't see like another martial artist uh, playing it. Like, mm. You're not allowed to say who uh, they had in mind? Who? I, oh, I think I know. Who? I don't know who else could play it Like to the point like you were doing your stunts and you're really doing those fight scenes. Mm -hmm. I just can't, I can't picture anybody. Well, they, they cast things all kinds of different ways. You, you know, they double people. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. They would have had to double that whole movie. Yeah. Because once yeah. once the shit hits the fan in this movie, you're mm. fighting every day. And uh, it was funny because I'm watching, you know, I showed up about a week before uh, I 
I was scheduled to start filming. So I was always like hanging out in the back because I'm by myself and I don't know anybody in Winnipeg. So I go, yeah, I'll go to set (laughs) and watch what's going on. So I got to see like the fight sequences up close. And I was just like, there's no way someone else could have pulled that off. They would have had the stunt, the stunt double would have had more screen time than the actor. Yeah, well, that's why a lot of movies suck. Mm-hmm. You know, you see these movies and you go, oh, that's horrible. That's the reason why. They, they'll, they'll sometimes cast it with people who don't know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. This could have been one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it turned out the way that it did. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I... They, they make decisions that I don't quite understand a lot. Well, I was I was telling my yeah. wife when we were shooting, I go, this is this is a co-directed movie, but because mm-hmm. you are you've been in so many films, so you know what's going to make it look authentic and right, like a real right. fight. Yeah. And it was funny because Dallas would say, "Hey, let's do this." You go, "But that's going to look like this." He goes, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> it was a great collaborative <laughs> effort. <laughs> But I love that there was, what I liked about the movie, there was no egos on the set. That's right. There That's wasn't right. like, no, this is it. Listen, mm-hmm. you, would, you gave me jokes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll try it. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. not above like, no, nah, I'm the funny one in this movie. I was like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that's what I like. You know, it, there's a certain energy there. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's real collaborative. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I like to, you know, I come up with jokes against me you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. And, but that's fun i don't i don't you know i don't have that kind of ego you know yeah. that you know I, you know whatever that that's but you, you literally you know i mean i i've written jokes for for stand-up comedians i don't want to say anything but know you know there's a yeah hey i uh-huh. i can't not think in terms of humor mm-hmm and that's why, like, you know, it's one of the things that I enjoy writing. Like, I wrote Black Dynamite. Yeah. It's the way my Which, mind works. By the way, mm. as far as in the stand-up world, that's one of the best comedy movies out just because it was just, uh, there were so many comedians in it. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, what, what, what is he doing in it? What's right. she doing in it? So it's just natural. You get a bunch of comedian, good comedians together. Right, right. Organically, they should come up with some funny stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, but it really, there wasn't a lot of, a lot of improv. Because uh, the thing is, you know, I had to really take everybody and go, oh, no, 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 you got to, we, we got to take this seriously. You, you, you're not, this is not meant to be funny. What's funny about it is how serious you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when they get that note, they're, they're, they're right in there, you know, because if, you know, because so, so many comedians are used to trying to make something funny in the moment. Yeah, but it's got to be this whole the narrative got it's got to be a, you know a bigger thing, and so that, that's that's the thing. Like if you're doing it, you know, um, uh, authentic to the '70s, you are you are definitely you are taking this real damn serious. Like Three mm-hmm. the Hard Way was about <laughs> poisoning this, the water systems in in Chicago, New York, and L.A. That about a liter's worth of liquid that would kill all the black people. Yeah. Right? These were grown ass people, and that was the movie premise. Yeah. They were dead serious about that. I don't know. Right? Am I supposed to laugh at that? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know like what I mean? Am I allowed to laugh at that? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but that, that but the, the the audacity to have your movie about that, this liter is gonna be dumped in the water system and it's gonna kill all the black people. Where, you know, paranoia was that high. And the whole conspiratorial thing was that high at that time 
that that was serious, right? Wasn't nobody playing that as a joke, but that's why it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Jim Brown, Fred Williamson killed something like 80 some odd people in that movie. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's nothing. Like, what do they do for a living? They're badasses. They all have clubs. They all have, I mean, you know, I just think about it. when I was growing up, I'm going, damn, I got Superfly, uh, the Mac, and Willie Dynamite on my wall. They were pimps. Mm-hmm. Is that not hilarious, really, when you think about it? Yeah. You know, so when, you know, so that whole world going, taking serious, I'm taking this completely serious, makes it hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you know, get off this soapbox real quick. But, but that, that, that's kind of like, you know, the, the style of that humor. Yeah. Yeah. So, but people who are naturally funny, directed in a certain way, mm-hmm. is going to be absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you wrote and directed? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, technically, someone else has the director uh, mm-hmm. credit because that, that was the deal. But on set, I dealt with everything. Mm-hmm. I dealt with the performances. I've dealt with, every, you know, kind of, you know how I am. So that was just your, mm-hmm. that was just your brainchild, Black Dynamite. Yeah. Because, I mean, and... I'm the lead character. I'm, you know, what am I going to have somebody directing the way I'm going to do it? Right. You know, yeah. really, I'm, you know, so... That that's kind of, you know, and now we're we're about to do. Well, I, I have a follow up to that, you know. With uh, yeah, I had well, I had Tony Baker on last week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when yeah. I talked to him, I go, I, it was funny because you you <laughs> reached out to me again. And goes, hey, can you get a hold of Tony Baker? I said, yeah. So I called Tony, and I remember I was texting. He texted me back, and then he went silent. And then la- last week he told me, yeah, I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I had missed like three calls from you. And yeah. I was like, I was like, what the fuck. This guy not want to do a movie? So he <laughs> called me. I said, dude, call Mike. I go, he's got this film. I said, he wants to bring you in on it. I go, I don't know what it is. I said, mm-hmm. I'm just leaving it in his hands because I didn't know what yeah. you want me to tell him. Uh-huh. And then I felt like, almost felt like a proud uncle <laughs> when I saw Tony post a picture on set and he had the hair with the part down the middle. Right. And he couldn't say what he was working on, but I knew. Right. But I told Tony, I said, listen, when somebody goes to bat for you, like Mike did with me, I woke up to sudden death. I go, I would have been knocking on your door if you would. <laughs> I said, all right, I got to pay him back. This bro, is my turn to like bro, pay it forward. I am so, uh, dude, I am such a fan of great comedians. My wife and I, we, I remember Tony from day one, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just watch the, the just with, I mean, this guy who always changed up his his, uh, his act is is like there's he's got classics that he's tossed aside. Yeah, you know what I mean, and just kept evolving. And so I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, that guy. I, I see the work, and mm-hmm. I feel like, man, just like you, I feel like you belong on another level. You know, you mm-hmm. you need to be open up to a, a, a wider audience. Tony's another person like that. And, and but beyond it is just the type of people you are. That to me, I don't give a shit how talented somebody is. It's like the person you are to me that that means a, a, you know actually the most to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that that's that's something that's gonna you know I would think that's gonna continue on. And you, when you can just look at the world in such a way and decipher it and make it funnier for everyone, because you have that that. Every man uh, kind of view. 
I think that's some of the best comedy, and I think that's one of the, some of the most pervasive comedy. So, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Tony killed it. Oh, Tony without question, killed it in this movie. I and mean, I'll show you some stuff that you know, you know, after this thing, that you know, Tony, uh, Gary Anthony Williams, they they worked for the first time together, mm -hmm. and you would think that they were like a freaking duo. Yeah, unbelievable stuff they're doing. Well, it's it's probably like when you were talking about Black Dynamite, like mm. Tony just give him the lines, and he'll just you know mm -hmm. make it his. You don't got to. You yeah. can tell him exactly how to deliver it, exactly <laughs> what to say, but the way he's gonna bring it out is right. gonna make it funny. Yeah, and then then his energy on top of another creative energy, like the stuff that he and Gary created, I can't take credit for mm. because they just they with the alchemy of those two people, they created shit that. I didn't write, mm -hmm. you know. I give it up to people like, what, I mean, I almost wrote every damn line in Black Dynamite. There's stuff that these guys did, like just like with you, where you would just go off, you know, mm -hmm. in, in uh, Welcome to Sudden Death. It's like that's the greatest stuff because it, it got cre art got created in front of you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And so, what's more real about that, you know what I mean? So, it, and so the reality of the moment brought another. Moment that we never thought of. So that mm -hmm. that's the best. That's like the, one of the best things about filmmaking. When you guys, you know, got guys got you know, you have people as talented as you and and Gary and, and Tony. That's just this, some magic stuff, man. Yeah. So you know, that's why I love working with people like you. Are you able to give the title of the movie you did with Tony? Yeah, it's a Outlaw Johnny Black. Outlaw. You showed me the trailer when we were shooting Welcome to Sudden Death, and I was like, oh, he's got another one. He yeah, another but, black dynamite on his hands. Yeah, but that trailer was done a year and a half before I started filming. Filming the movie, Black Dynamite or Sudden no, Death? I, I, Outlaw Johnny Black. Yeah, I showed you the trailer to Outlaw Johnny Black. Right, I shot a a mock trailer first. Yeah, that's what you told me. Right, but people, but but that wasn't the movie. That wasn't a, that wasn't a frame of the actual. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. You, I remember you told me that. you go, yo, I'm getting ready to shoot this movie, and you told me all that. You said you was calling him favors, like. Didn't Kim Whitley come in on like an hour's notice or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, but man, but who showed up for the movie? I got, I got maybe like 25, 20, 28 like major people came out for that movie. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like before you came on, I was talking about um, Dave Chappelle's doing Chappelle's Camp mm. in Yellow Springs, Ohio, in the middle of nowhere, and he's getting. He's getting the AA list comics to come out. People that aren't even on the road anymore, like Letterman came out and did a set. Oh, wow, yeah. And like John Stewart and Trevor Noah and Kevin Hart, and I did it last week. And I go, it's just sometimes you just want to be a part of something. Yes, yeah. So yeah. people coming out, I'm sure most people that saw Black Dynamite, Mm. Is that when you ask them to do Johnny Black, they're probably like, "Oh, this can be another one." <laughs> well, yeah, I got you know I, mean? I got some folks like Anthony Anderson threatened me. He, he he basically said, "Man, if you do another Black Dynamite type of thing, man, without me, I'm going I'm going to shoot you." Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said something something along that line too. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, funny yeah. you say that because that Black Dynamite is so Chappelle. Uh huh. It's so Chappelle like if you right, think about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I man, I go back to I remember I, I ran into Dave. At the uh, coffee shop in New York on 14th Street, it's like, it's this kind of a very well-known meeting place. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the industry, models and stuff, used to meet there. And I ran into him before he, I mean, he had just shot the Chappelle Show, 
And I was, you know, I had this idea with the whole Black Dynamite thing. And he was like, Mike, man, I got this, this show. And, what, and I knew he was excited about it, but, you know, he just, he was just like, he couldn't tell me too much about it. Yeah. But it turned out to be Chappelle's show. Yeah. And man, it's, that was like, wow, this is what he was talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, it, it's like one of those moments in time. But like, I'm, that guy, man, I'm a super fan of his. And that, if you get a chance, um, why he's doing it, it's worth the trip to Yellow Springs, Ohio. Mm. Just because Joe Coy said it best. He said it's like it's like a comedian's Woodstock. Yeah. Because you never. You don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. And it's in the middle of a field. And it's not so much the show. It's just the energy of the show. And then afterwards, Dave's got this party shack. Mm -hmm. It sits on the side of a road. Uh You drive by and you think it's nothing. And you go in there. And it's like a DJ booth. There's a bar. It's it's a little nightclub. Mm-hmm. But you don't know who's gonna be there. You look over yeah. Commons there, or it could be like yeah. the you know Quest loves DJing. You're like, mm. what the fuck <laughs> is going on in here? Right, right. <laughs> I did it last Wednesday, and I was I was drinking too much too fast. Mm-hmm. So at about twelve thirty, right when the party's jumping, I looked at Roger. I said, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. Right, he goes, what? I go. I can't be the obnoxious guy at the party. <laughs> I didn't want to stay too long. Right, I, go, right, yeah. I don't think I said goodbye. I think they're still looking for me. Like, mm. is Gary in Yellow Springs? <laughs> when I, I just disappeared. That sounds like a moment. I mean, like, hey, you know, I guess that sounds like a, com- a comedian's kind of a... Yeah, uh, but you never know. You know, Dave's so... Um, uh, he's He's got a lot of music artists, too. Like, mm. the, the day I did, Talib, Talib Kweli was there. Mm. And... There's a couple other black artists. I didn't know mm. their name. <laughs> <laughs> a little somebody. There's some conscious rappers. I was oh, like this. Okay. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I know one of your lyrics, but I don't <laughs> right, know your right. name. <laughs> yeah, shit. I, I, man, I feel old as hell, man. There's all these people nowadays. That I'm like, man, who? who? I'm Lil this little... Oh, there's so many Lil's? Lil Poop Diaper? Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Poop Diaper? Yeah. What is, he's got the shitty single. Yeah. Coming out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, it's, some of this stuff ain't for me, man. This whole, this, I, I'm waiting for this trend of rap to just just go by. Yeah. Mean, everybody sounds the, the damn same to me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just old. I'm sorry. Just that hickory dickory doc thing, man. Yeah. Come on. That's, <laughs> everything sounds like that to me. <laughs> Yeah. Now, what do you, when you're working out, what are you listening to? Old hip hop, violent ass lyrics that you, sh- you know, people younger than me shouldn't be listening to. But I, you know, I could discern it. But like, it's like it's crazy. Like some of the most violent, ignorant ass lyrics. He's drinking more of it. See, babe, it's I told good. you. Yeah, but um, no, I feel healthier. <laughs> I can feel the pounds dropping. But I listen to like. I mean, there's a few like, and, and I and I almost hate myself because you know I was a former school teacher, so I was always uh-huh. talking about Im- images and you know like, like a, influences and crap. You know, I was a real school teacher before I was an actor. Like Mr. White. Yeah, Mr. White. I in what grade? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. I was I was EMD. I was a motion. Well, I was a, a special ed, ed teacher because I was a special ed type of kid. You know, I was. You told I've me been that. on my own since I was fourteen. Yeah, you know all that kind of stuff. I thought I, I thought I had a rough childhood, mm. and then I, then you start telling me about yours, and I go, "Hey, you never know. Everybody's going through some shit." Yes, sir. Everybody's going through some. But shit. But it's the reason, bro, why I'm the happiest person I know. It mm-hmm. is the reason why I'm the happiest person I know because I remember what the hell I came from. Yeah. Yo, I when I didn't know that that everybody didn't experience getting shot and everybody didn't lose so many people around them. That was just commonplace for me. Yeah. 
I didn't know that, you know. Uh, and then winding up against all odds, going to college and straightening up and becoming a teacher after I had done so much out there, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the right time, I'm the luckiest person on the planet. So I got to give back as far as dealing, you know, dealing with that type of stuff. Yeah. But man, you know, man, seriously, I'm not supposed to even be here as far as the odds is concerned. Yeah. For real. Well, I I always say like doing movies is great and it's awesome. But the, what I like most is you get to know people's backstory and what made them tick. And like mm. you're, we're, we're all in the same industry, entertainment mm. industry. But like I say, those there's those moments like me and you talking in the the makeup trailer, just about how we both grew up. Mm. And I go, those are things like I hold on to more than if they say, hey, what was it like working on sudden death? I go, stuff I like the best was actually mm. getting to know people yeah. and how they came to be and how they came to evolve mm-hmm. in the person they are. Because knowing you, I would think, I would think. You grew up in a two-parent home. Mm. Your dad put you into karate at five. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so like, you know, you're not, you don't ever get too high, too low. Mm. Like I, I, when I see things going around you, I see you're always just processing information. Like, mm-hmm. and then you, you don't like react immediately. Like, okay, you process it and then you respond accordingly. So that's what I would think. And then when you told me your upbringing, I went. What the fuck? <laughs> no, seriously, man. I'm I, shoot. It's I had the worst temper that I than I've ever seen of any human being in my life. See, I don't. I've never seen that side. I yeah, would never I, think I that. I don't ever lose my temper now. I mean, I, my, my kids can say they've never seen me angry. Mm-hmm. I, my wife and I, I mean, I we really had maybe three disagreements. It's not even a full fledged argument, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've known her for twenty five years. But it, it, but I didn't start out that way. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was the most mercurial. Like, like it's because, man, you know, when you're sensitive. I, hey, I was an artist, right? Didn't know that growing mm-hmm. up. But you're, you really have the heart of an artist. But you're in a surrounding that is going to beat on you, and you know, try to try to exploit every sensi- sensitivity that you have. Well. You kind of self-destruct. You create this armor, but it's like you don't give a fuck. You will fight to the death in a second, like or for your your homie or, or somebody that's close to you, because all you got is your love. You don't you don't know what to do with it. You got this abundance, but now that turns into you protecting whatever little world that you have. So I, I experienced that early on, dude. I, a, a part of mine got out of uh, prison. He's been in there for a long time. I haven't talked to him almost in like 28 years, right? He just got out, and we reconnected over Facebook like about a few months ago. And he reminded me of shit that I tucked away. And I'm like, no, that never happened. And it's like, oh, my God, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. And, that you know, things that it's like... That would be a that would be a movie right now, mm-hmm. like, and I didn't, I, and, and and it was it was just so commonplace in my life at that time. The people I hung with was was they were predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved to fight. I loved the street fight. I was I was you know just ready 
all the time is just this coiled spring until I, you know, I realized where that was all coming from. I luckily found out at the right time. And then my whole world changed when I said, oh, shoot, okay, this is why, you know. And, and um, then I started to see another way out, why I was so angry, because I wanted to have the life that I have now, but there was no root to that shit. Mm-hmm. And the frustration of that made me feel like I don't give a fuck about the life that I'm living currently because this is not supposed to be the life that deep down I want. But then, I mean, like I say, I'm the luckiest person I know because I've, I've figured that shit out just in time mm-hmm. and changed my whole life. And so that's why I say, I mean, my worst problems are, are like, I, I better not complain about them because I wouldn't trade these problems with the old ones long <laughs> at all. Facts. Yeah, so you know, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So yeah. that's my position now. The rest of my life, I need to be given back, and I need to make you know, I I need to build a, up other people. If I don't make your life better by being in it, I don't want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't ask for nothing. I only I'm supposed to give, yeah. and that that gives me all the pleasure in 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 the world. That's if you know my background, mm-hmm. you know you would understand. I'm supposed to be in service of other people for the rest of my life. That's the only way I can make sense out of the blessings that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Only way I can make sense out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, <clears throat> when we when we was talking about your upbringing mm-hmm. and the makeup trailer. I was just like, I. I'm so glad I met you at this point in your life. Because I don't know if I would have wanted to meet you in the 80s. Well, yeah, man. I would have been like this. Aren't you the guy that beat the fuck out of me outside of Dunkin' Donuts? I would have gave you the Bavarian cream. Just ask. But no, no joke. Like, when I played Mike Tyson, I wasn't playing Mike Tyson. I was playing me. How did you get that part? By being that goddamn character. You know what I mean? By tapping into my, my youth. Hold on, hold on. Mike, how'd you get Mike Tyson? I walked into a hallway and they was cast. I walked in and said, I'm Mike Tyson. I'm playing this. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things, man. It's fortuitous, man. I, I was able to tap into something. It's amazing the connections that we both had. I was fighting grown men when I was 14 and 15, right? Mm-hmm and destroying them. I had such a rage in me that it was nonstop. I mean, but it was like, it's like I had a fire in me that was like, you know, it, like in a fire, you know, I mean, it can cook the food or it can burn the house down. Just got to know what to do with it. So just like Mike Tyson, I recognized that rage and I could tap into it. And that's like almost like a little superhero switch that I can, you know, I can do it in the movies. I can go blip or if there's a good reason to, I can tap it into it anytime I want. I know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know another reason why I, I train the way that I do is because I think that there is a harmonious balance that training provides me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, not to 
say that I'm still crazy and I have to do something. No. But, 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 but there's, a, there's some reality to it, you know? I had no fear, zero fear of anything, of guns, anything. Um, and so knowing that I had that ability to go there and um, it's one of the reasons why I've never drank, I've never been high a day in my life. Because mm-hmm. almost everybody I've seen get taken out is because they were a step too slow. And I feel like I wouldn't be here if I, if I indulged in that. Yeah. You know, so still, see, that's, you know, that's the computer. Right. <laughs> that <was> like this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I was, um, but even when I was at my most violent, my, my, I was always focused against, I, I love to fight bullies. And I love to be the backup in a, in, a, in a group where it's like, you know, it could be the finest girl in town waiting for me at her house or a potential fight with a group of people. I, I'm going toward the fight. There's such a, there was such a part of me that had oh, I'd have been blowing her back out. <laughs> no, dude, I was. How'd you, I guys, was, how'd you guys do? <laughs> no, see, there was something. I mean, I'm still like, I, dude. I've been trying to spar with John Jones for the last number of years. I've, I've gone. Yeah. I would go. I was when, whenever I'd go. I was doing this movie. Part of the movie is like, you know, I was doing this movie in uh, Albuquerque, and I love training with like the best people I can. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm almost. I'm almost on asshole mode, putting, you know, like having pictures outside of Jackson Winkle, John, going, John, where you at? <laughs> just because I just love that, that uh, the excitement of battle. You know, it's on a different level now. Yeah. It's not, you know, ego thing. In fact, I, lo- I love to be humbled. I-, I love to be wrong. I love to be humbled. I love to be beaten because then I learn something. I love to be wrong because I learn something. And what, but to be able to train against like really top notch people to test myself is like, that's a high for me. And, and actually, when I train against people or, you know, spar against folks that are, that are like really high level or whatever, and they're not to the, the level that I thought, I actually get depressed because, you know, then I didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I go, oh, um, this person, their basics is not that strong and whatever. And then they're like, how did you, you know, I was like, yeah, I know I'm the actor, but this martial art thing, I'm a nerd with it. Yeah. I love technique. I love applying stuff and I'm young enough to continue to do it. So yeah, I'll continue to test myself. I'm luckily I've, I've trained with probably, I mean, since, since I was 17, I, I was fighting against Bill Wallace, who was the undefeated, Middleweight champion, that be, mm-hmm. that was my sparring. That I was his sparring partner, mm-hmm. and ever since then, I've always trained with like, you know, UFC heavyweight champions like Maurice Smith, or Josh Barnett, people like that, because I'm such a nerd with it. I just love that. But but I guess that so that part of me that enjoyed battle still it still is a, a lot, but it's on a different level now. It's mm-hmm. more more on a philosophical level. Did you train with John Jones? No, no. He, 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 you know, I don't know what kept happening, but, I, I, but he says he'll. I mean, like, like I guess it was about a month ago. We have a mutual friend in, in, in common that he says, you know, he'll 
you know, they, he'll show up this time. How do you think he's going to do it heavyweight? I think he's going to destroy heavyweight. I'm, I, I don't know if anybody's there to stop him. He's got, he's got way too much technique. He doesn't mm. telegraph. I and mean, this is a little inside kind of stuff. Mm. The way he moves is, is way more advanced than, than most people. Yeah. He, he, his A to B, his um, economy of movement, his relaxation before uh, moving is unusual. And it would take a lot of people uh, uh, extra time to be able to combat that. What do you think, um, if, if, what do you think would happen if he fought Francis Ngannou? He would beat Francis Ngannou. It, it wouldn't be a, a competition, honestly. John Jones can easily walk around at 2.30, easily. Yeah. You know, people think about- <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, like I know, yeah, yeah. People I, think yeah. because he's thin looking, <laughs> but when you're, th like if, Okay, if you're thin looking at 2:30, you're all bones. That that's solid. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you're muscled up at 2:30, you know, you're not that like he, him fighting Dan Cormier. If you see it's not a, you don't think about what you're looking at. Think about their bone structure. Mm -hmm. Reduce them to their skeleton. Yeah. John Jones skeleton and Dan Cormier's skeleton. John Jones skeleton is a lot bigger. That's why he can he can throw him down. His leverage, everything. John is is really unusual, and if he used more footwork, God, it'd be like impossible. It'd be very hard to deal with him. I think there's certain holes. That's why I would love this bar. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I think there's certain holes, and I think I can get away with certain things the first time. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know if I get away with it the second time I fight him, but I think there's certain things I could exploit. Like the first time we meet. Like, who are his parents? Because you got two guys in the NFL, and then you got exactly. UFC champ, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and they're all three excelling. Like, you, there's a is is one brother Chandler. I mean, this uh, case made, he's the best D lineman in the NFL. Well, yeah, there, there's some heredity right there, man. Good there's Lord, some, you know, yeah, but John, John, like deadlifts like freaking eight forty five pound plates. That's ridiculous. And he's like, That's I, he's crazy strong. Like and look skinny. how, but look how tall he is. He yeah. and it's not like a short guy. He's got to just go, you know, about three inches. And he's, yeah. and he, no, he's this tall. He's he's a phenomenon. Well, I guess know? I guess I mean, if you think of how good Daniel did moving up to heavyweight, you figure John's going to try. Well, just Daniel as well. was heavyweight at first. Yeah, he he was, came down to lightweight. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, but John John would have an easy time. I mean, Stipe Miocic, he'd have an easy time with these guys because. They're 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 not as fast as the light heavyweights, who can't really land on John. They're so they're slower. So, mm -hmm. you think they're going to land on John? Do you think John's going to land on them being faster? Uh, yeah, I, I I see it as I know it's heavyweight, but I think he would have an easy time at heavyweight because the heavyweights I don't see any heavyweight with the basic skill set. Uh, that's why, you know, in the heavyweight ranks, it's like two win, three wins in heavyweight is like a record. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it changes row, hands yeah. so much. It's because that, you know, it's kind of like rock'em, sock'em robots, you know? Mm -hmm. Almost nobody has defense. Nobody slips. They don't make you pay for missing. 
It, there's a there's a lot of why you look so frustrated. Yeah, because <laughs> I am like, frustrated. You look at me like this. They don't pay for missing, man. <laughs> right. I'm a nerd with this. I'm I'm a nerd with this. Why well, I, I before yeah. I even met you, I you know I knew that you had you have like big UFC fight parties mm-hmm. when when the fights come around, but I didn't know like you really have like you have active UFC champions and and guys at the top of their sport like picking your brain for mm-hmm. information like like you said you train with them. i was like god damn i just thought you know i don't know he's a action film star but i didn't know you was serious like that so i <laughs> so i'll tell you when i knew on undercover brother 2 when i walked into the your dressing room one time and you and afion mm-hmm. i came in like <laughs> mm-hmm. and you two had such a deep conversation about <laughs> hip movement right. and stance and so i was like this yeah Oh, I'm gonna leave these two alone. Well, <laughs> you, you two had, are in that you deep had, conversation. You had one of the K1 champions as one of the stunt guys. Like this guy named John Claude Laudison. There's like champion fighters. Like even when, even when I like uh, my stand-in when I was doing uh, Arrow was you know, Michael McDonald, like one of the baddest K1 fighters. Like there's, I mean. You know, being a nerd with, you know, what I what I'm into and what I do, it's well, I, I've been I've been invited to gyms and rooms that you just normally don't get into. My one of my best friends was uh, super middleweight champion Frankie Lyles, so when he's in his camp, I'm at I'm at his camp. He's uh, promoted by Don King. I'm in his camp. Training with Tommy Hearns, all kinds of major boxers. I'm I'm boxing with the top boxers, heavyweights. Like you know, I mean, I can throw a bunch of names, but I'm not sure if you know them. But it, it's like, but yeah, that's my nerd crowd of boxers. Then I got my wrestling folks. You know, I wrestled in college and I kept with that. Jiu-jitsu, I actually started in jujitsu first. I'll go to Istanbul and train with some top people there, right? So because, yeah, they know me as an actor, but the fact is I can put in the work, then I get respect on a certain level. Like training with Maurice Smith, one of the early you know, UFC champions. Training with this guy for a long time, like you know, fighting with him in his home gym, like 20 years ago. So it, it, it's like... I've actually amassed a lot of um, information that usually doesn't tr- trans <laughs> that like I'm like a, a a damn secret agent like that I've been I don't know too many people who are training with this this amount of world champions it's not it's not usual I'm a very lucky individual and then I, you know I trained with Wu Bin who is Jet Li's teacher in in Beijing you know. It, and then from, oh yeah, there's a bunch of, it, I don't want to get too deep in that, but there's a lot of very elite people I've had the opportunity to train besides some of the best in the world. And so quite naturally, I'm going to have a little bit of a uh, an advantage, mm-hmm. uh, knowledge advantage. And I can be a striking coach to anybody out there, any, you know, anybody. Uh, that's a MMA, you know, fighter. Of course, you know, I'm in my grappling, 
I don't care. <laughs> that, that's where my weakness is, you know, because you have to apply yourself. Yeah, I noticed that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you're rusty oh, in that, wow, you, you're, you're going to get... You're we were on get, set. I was like, his grappling is not where I thought it would be. I'm a little disappointed. No, I mean, I don't care how good of a grappler you are. If you're not in shape, you, yeah. it, it, you got you to stay doing that for a while. Did you get your yeah. wife into fighting? Or yeah. was she already, like, into it when, when you guys start dating? Well, you know, she she was a natural athlete, and she, we do everything together. We're you know, we're we're kind of a couple nerds anyway. But, yeah, I but see she you guys trained. in the training yeah. magazines and shit. Yeah, you know, she we 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 train with you know we I trained her, and kind of like kept her away from other folks, and she she didn't know how good she actually was. And I found out, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the kick the kick that she catches you with. Yeah. Every time people see that kick, they go, oh, shoot. I mean, high-ranking people, they're like, what kick is that? I said, I taught her that. I taught her yeah. that kick like a couple weeks before <laughs> she did it to you. But she didn't know that she's not supposed to be able to do that. Like, what do you mean she's not supposed to be able to do that? It's like what I, I like, like I would tell her, a, I, I would train and do combinations with her, and I would say, uh, you know, now triple up on that hook kick, right? Now, any, anybody really knowing martial arts, to do a triple hook kick is very hard to do. But she doesn't know that. She just thinks, coming from me, that's something easy. It's kind of like saying, okay, I want you to reverse this 360-degree dunk. Just 360-degree dunk the other way. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know basketball, you think, oh, this is what basketball players do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't know the limitations, your mind doesn't know the limitations. You know right. what I mean? So I would treat, I will have my wife do something that I think she can physically do, mentally do, but she doesn't have a mental block to it. So she's been training alongside me at an advanced level that she doesn't even realize is advanced. Like, you know what I mean? Like I will, like I'm, I'm having her perfect the jab before she moves on to anything else. I'm having her perfect this movement before she moves on to anything else. Where you go to a regular class, they're going to move you up at a certain point, whether you're ready or not, because you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she's, of course, she's got one-on-one -on -one instruction. So my, my wife is the level of several black belts. So a uh, uh, normal morning in the white household, mm. you wake up, grab some kombucha, <laughs> Have a couple sips, uh, talk about how good it is, and then what? You guys just go in the backyard and train? Yeah, we, we got a gym at the house, or you know, we keep it we keep it moving, we keep it interesting. Like, well, when gyms were open, mm -hmm. we we'd work out together. You know, there was a, a like at first, my wife, you know, it was it was a thing to where wanted to balance out her aesthetics, like you know, she was certain muscle groups were out of, uh, you know, kind of out of balance, you know? So first was to balance out your aesthetics so then when you move, you move more, you know, adequately. You know, that's kind of the way I look at it. But, um, but then she would train with me, and plus she's a natural athlete. But, yo, she can fight. She's, she has, she doesn't fight like a girl at all. Really? No. Wouldn't like, notice that when she kicked me in my face. Dude. Well, <laughs> the biggest, the most worried I I was in, in the entire movie is doing the fight scene with her. Because you I, and her. Yes. 
because I train her to tear people's heads off, right? To really hit hard. She only knows how to hit hard. She doesn't know how to pull punches. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, like if she messes up, <laughs> I, I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be in trouble. Uh, so there, there's, I was gonna say, we're gonna fight for real. No, no. <laughs> it's like there's times where it's like, you know, even at home, it's like like, you know, it's one, two, three, pull. Okay, all right, now babe. Now you so so it's like, mm, I gotta be ready. <laughs> you know, so so it's like I'm ready to move no matter what. If she slips up, I got to move because she will crack my, you know, my my eye open. She don't punch light, right? Mm. She doesn't kick light. She's she's not been told to go like this. You know what I mean? She's told to murder you, right? So it's it's kind of like I was in. Once that fight scene was over with us. I really could relax because I, I, I didn't want to make her pull punches. I wanted her to still throw those punches real mm -hmm. so it looks real on, on camera. It was real. There's times where I just slipped that damn thing, and I'm like, if I didn't slip that, you know, we would have had to stop for the day. I would hate to be yeah. one of your kids' school teachers and – your daughter's grades aren't up to par, or she's acting up in class, and then you and her walk in, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know or you, you guys supposed to crazy parents. <laughs> nah, it ain't my baby. That's not my baby. I'm like this. It, you right, I'm a terrible teacher. It, it, the 18-year-old Mike would have been a problem, but me, no. come on now. Like, I'm the last person. I'm, I'd be the last parent Drink to, more. to lose my temper. Think about it. You know, like like you thought, you know. See, I finished yeah, the whole yeah. bottle, by the way. There you go. But but just like you said, you, I got a shit. You, you, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that that's gonna happen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but remember, like you said, that you thought I was, you know, from a two parent household, right? And you know, somebody put me in a crowd. That's that's kind of how I come off now, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I I'm very even tempered. I don't like <laughs> nobody's in danger. You know, unless you're nobody's in danger. you go to the PTA means, look, my past was my past. I'm yeah. very even tempered right now. Yeah, but that, that's what frustrates me sometimes, man. Like, we was on, we were on set on Undercover Brother, and see, it's like, like some shit that happens to me, like, when I was, you know, growing up. It's like, hey, yeah, that, game, that, that, that double the overtime game was really, really something else last night. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, so uh, you see that new Chuck Norris movie? I'm like, God damn it, I can speak about something. Basketball. You know, it's like, you know, I'm an intelligent human being. Like, I don't have to talk about martial arts or you're yeah. not in danger. Yeah. It's like that follows me around a lot. And some, well, that, you know, I think that's that. If somebody mm -hmm. doesn't know you, I, 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 I do a joke about mm -hmm. being on an airplane and I, I, I stop telling people, if they sit down next to me and ask me what I do for a living, mm. I stop saying a comedian yeah, because yeah. if they don't know me, it's going to be the whole tell me a joke. Yeah. Or they want to tell me a joke that's so fucking long. <laughs> you're just like this. How long is this joke, man? Yeah. That happened a um, couple, couple months ago before COVID. A uh, neighbor of mine, we go over his house. We're in the backyard. And the guy asked what I do, and I said, I'm a comedian. I wish I would have never fucking mm. said it, because I'm talking 20 minutes later. Yeah. He's still trying to get this joke out. It's somebody else's joke that I, it was uh, Anthony Jeselnik, a comedian. Right. I knew the joke, and yeah. I'm looking at him like, you know I know this joke, right? <laughs> right and he's right. fucking it up, and he won't stop. And I'm going, yeah. oh, so it's probably similar to you, yeah. where if they don't know you, 
they're trying to like probably build a rapport with you. They're like, hey, mm. martial arts. And they'll probably throw out some random guy that only you would know. Oh, and then, well, no, only they would know because there's all these, every, every, around every corner, there's some proclaimed master. Oh, you know, yeah. masters. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Let's, let's not. It's but, like that with comedians. They'll be like, you know, Frank mm. Smith from Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Right. He'd been in TV's movies? No, he's a local guy. How, how the fuck <laughs> would I know a guy named Frank Smith in Milwaukee? <laughs> bro, it, bro, it just it just happens to me all, all all the time. Or you know, you ever had to fuck somebody? Up? Oh, okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> or, or I'm I'm meeting with a, a, a captain of industry, some studio boss, and and they got to tell me their tough guy story. Yeah, you know, I'm a little, I'm I may be scrappy, but you know, there was oh, one, one time I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to listen to your your tough guy story. That happens a lot. So you're off the bat, Mike. Huh? I don't get in fights. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll run, Mike. Shit pops off. I'm in the car. Yeah. Just hop in. It's already started. But you know, but it drives me crazy sometimes. I think, oh, we're gonna talk some business, okay? You know, to them, I'm the four-armed monster, martial art, head-kicking guy. It's like I'm reduced to that. There's no chance of talking on another level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little, it's kind of well. Let's switch it up then. How did you get? How did you uh, get the part? And how did I get married? Oh, why, why'd I get why'd married? Why'd I get married? I yeah, said, how'd yeah. I get married? <laughs> yeah. Well, you walked down the aisle and say, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up the title. <laughs> well, well, you know, that, that's one of those things. I got to give Tyler Perry credit on, on one level. Because that dude does know, he can, he can hone in on somebody's personality and their character. Mm-hmm. And he honed in early on on who I really was underneath all the whole, I mean, he, he doesn't follow the whole martial arts action stuff. He he's seeing oh you know here's a here's a guy that I was part of uh, House of Pain mm-hmm. before there was a House of Pain I was part of the pilot series he did a ten yeah, yeah he, I heard he about did, that he changed the game a little bit yeah, for a while yeah he did ten episodes I was part of those episodes right and he then had that deal with TBS mm-hmm. and I I kind of uh, read and I I came back. When he was shooting the hundred episodes, and I did a few uh, episodes as that character, so Tyler knew me as somebody, you know, who had you know, comedic chops, mm-hmm. and that's that's the only way he really saw me, and so with, um, you know, and we were friends, you know, and so when Why Did I Get Married came up, he's like, you know, he, he had this idea of me playing this this character because he he kind of see. He's not blinded by the whole, you know, karate kicking thing. Yeah. And so, you know, he saw the guy he knows. And, and he, you know, he he thought I would be good set up with Tasha Smith as a couple. And I'm like, little did he know, we dated before. But we were going to... Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. We, we <laughs> dated crazy. in the past. I, you know. So like you said, sometimes I channel... <laughs> that inner rage, he was probably channeling the frustration too. <laughs> no, we never had an argument. Like we, like we was chill. We was chill. We had, you know, we, we was, you know, I mean, we always were good friends. Like I never had an argument with her. The only arguments I ever had with Tasha was on set, as as the characters. Yeah. Now we was always the best of friends, and we know we go back twenty years. We, you know, we're gonna keep that secret. You know that we had mm-hmm. some, you know, you know some. Uh, interaction in the past, but uh, I remember I, I showed up to set one day, and it's funny how just women they can't keep secrets. I showed up, and um, Sharon Leal, I go, I come to set, and I go, 
hey, hey, Sharon, how you doing? She goes, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, what was that? And then, hey, Janet, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I go straight to Tasha. I'm like, Tasha, did you say anything? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, we were talking about, you know, folks or whatever. And I, you know, I said I hit that already. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could. <laughs> I was like, I could. It, it was, a, it was a me. Like they just told on themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hit that already. Yeah, but then, and then then Tyler started getting like you know when we had like any kind of interaction and stuff like he'd be like looking at us like is there still something going on like <laughs> I'm like man you know Tasha you shouldn't have said nothing yeah but 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 I, I'm telling you I had a lot of action back back in the day because women kept talking mm-hmm. I would be silent you know and that was that's what was up like women would tell their friends and their friends would be like huh is that right. Cause I can't tell. Y'all seem like y'all just y'all just cool, and it's mm-hmm. like, so, hey, uh, my friend says you you and I, uh, oh okay, what you doing? And like, okay, well, this is how it works. <laughs> Women kept talking, and therefore I had a damn roster. Nice. Because women talk. And oh, I shouldn't have you, said that. Sorry. You know, I'm, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw game out there. Men just shut the hell up. Facts. Don't 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 <clears throat> don't tell your friends. Just let them talk about you. See see what happens. Nice. I, Let's talk know, more I, about this, Mike. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I, we, we married men, so I can throw game out there. I, I, <laughs> like I, I, I had a, I had a whole lot of game back in the day. Well, you're fucking. Come on, once you Spawn came out. No, no, no. In the the opposite. I had game before I was an actor. Before I was an actor, never dealt with a, a groupie in my life. What happened was I was I was super naive. Like I was like, oh shoot, I'm I'm. I'm in the in crowd now. Oh, here, here's so and so. Oh, this chick, this chick from from uh from Soul Soul Train. Yeah. Uh, hey, how oh, you doing? Oh, no, what you is? almost said Soul Food. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, we don't know if it's a TV it, show or a movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> come on there's now. A, there's a, there's a, you and the Red and Divine. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like there's something wrong with that. No. But 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 like but then I'm I remember I remember real <laughs> distinctly. Uh, I was I was invited to um, uh, uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway's uh, Thanksgiving party mm. and toy drive. That was my introduction to like, oh, Black Hollywood. I made it. Here I am. That's so and so. And here's blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, how you doing? Such and such. And you know, and they go, yeah, you know. You know, we're doing this. When I'm I'm working on this and blah blah. We should get together sometime. Yeah, cool. And I'm thinking. Man, this she's real cool. I watch her on these movies and whatever. And it's like, oh, you want to meet up? Okay, you with me? You know, and I, it's like, oh man, this is where you live? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, man, just shoot, man. Yeah, she's a she's a definite, you know, resource. <laughs> and a, and like, oh yeah, I see you. Know, you got a nightgown on. Yeah, you got a nightgown on. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and well, oh 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 okay. Uh, I like that kept happening to me. Like, I'm like so stupid. Like, it was like, because I was thinking, oh, no, this is a, a well-known woman. So mm-hmm. she's going to, she's going to really, she's going to really um, uh, respect and, 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 and worship a guy who's not trying to come at him because mm-hmm. she, they so used to guys coming at him and everything else. So I'm just going to be, I ain't going to mess this up. Yeah. So I'm just going to be the friend. Right. And it was just like, oh, 
You got a dinner party. Oh, cool. It looks like everybody's coupled up here. Who are you? Oh, it's it's oh right. we, we look like oh that's what it is. I, I was the dumbest. <laughs> I was I was said I was like the dumbest guy in Hollywood. <laughs> so you be honest, you fuck the pointer sisters? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, you shoot, right, you, yes, don't, you don't know how close you so, keep getting with some of these things. You I mean it's it's like because there was a, there was older women who I was like, oh I'm so respectful of Oh, so you were hold on, dude, you were I'm Eddie Murphy you. and Boomerang. Marcus. I'm telling you, uh, I can't say names, but my God, there was one woman that was an icon that, you know, she was at the club and I'm like, oh my God, it's you. So then we, we're talking and trading stories and all this type of stuff. And it was like, well, it was nice meeting you. You know, where are you going? Uh, well, I was going to, you know, I was going to cut out. And, well, you know, hey, you know, the night is young. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm like, uh, I got, yo, yo, man, talk. T- Tell me we got to go, cause I realize this is gonna feel like my aunt. You know what I mean? The way I look at this woman, and I'm going, no, I can't. Is I'm flattered, but right. I'm like, oh my god, I'll tell you who it is later. But it's like, are you serious? But I, you know, it's like I didn't look at myself as. I mean, I didn't look at the myself the way that others might have looked at me. There was, a, you know, so I was the kissing bandit when I first got to Hollywood. Mm. I'd see someone on TV and I'd be like, ooh. And then I, when I got married to my wife, I was like, uh, if we ever run into her, I did kiss her. <laughs> but I didn't sleep, I didn't sleep oh, around really? a lot with, with my, actions. But my, my wife is very secure. She knew back in, back in the day I had yeah. a roster. She was on that roster, but we were cool. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. On the yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a yeah. but I was, I was truthful. Yeah. Pretty, on, the, on the most part, I wasn't offering a whole lot of information. Yeah. But like, yeah, but I was giving actresses too much credit. Like I was, you know, I thought of them as, you know, like, oh. Almost mythical creatures. Yeah, and they weren't looking at me at the same same way, you know, so, because it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I see. People ain't, when it comes down to it, people ain't putting it down for them. Yeah, ain't making them feel like they're women because people are so in awe. Yeah, but so I wasn't like that. I was Mm -hmm. like, and then I and my friends were telling me, "Oh, you dating so and so? You so lucky?" And I'm like, "Am I? I feel like an unpaid therapist." Right. When you think about it, sorry to say, just just the way it is. The 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 actor or famous women that I've dated were a damn sight less than the regular women I dated, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Regular women I've dated, I felt were dying pieces anyway. I, 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 the way I look at it is like, if you ain't bringing something to the table, you either asset or a liability. The women mm-hmm. I dated, like, I mean, they had think things going on. And if we're going to build a relationship, so first of all, I didn't want to date anybody who I, who I couldn't see possibly marrying or having mm-hmm. kids with. Mm-hmm. Period. And so a lot of these women, if you know, it's like we work on that stuff, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do this better. You know, um, you know, I, you know, my bad, whatever. Actresses was like, my bad, hell no. They just thought by dating them, just for the sake of dating them, that that was already your benefit. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> when I think about it, you know, I used to ask my friends who told me how lucky I was, I said, okay, well. What movie did this woman do that made you think, hmm, she's a good person to have a conversation with? 
She's got a great sense of humor. She's a good cook. She's a great listener. She's a great confidant. I tell you, in all those, co those categories, the women that were famous sucked. They were no comparison. And I said to myself, where's the benefit? Just mm -hmm. because they have a name? That mm -hmm. was bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want anybody dating me that just because I was the actor. You yeah. know what I mean? What's to say I'm not a narcissistic asshole? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I actually, you know, kind of felt sorry for a lot of women. That's why a lot of them are, are single. If you think mm -hmm. about it, okay, hey, if you are an architect and you got narcissistic personality disorder, you know, um, you need psychological help, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are an actor, you're brilliant, probably, mm -hmm. because your you know your your emotions are right there on your sleeve. And if you're a woman, all you got to be is fine, and you're already treated like you're a celebrity mm -hmm. just by being fine. Yeah. So if you're fine already, and now you're you're famous. How many people are putting you right? You know, how many people are are are, are kind of keeping things, keeping you kind of grounded? Yeah, it's very difficult. I, it just because think about this: every woman, every actress who ever lived, you what you, what are what are you asked of you? Okay, in this scene, you you lost your child, <laughs> your husband is is dead. Yeah. You have to cry your eyes out, and you have to show this undying love to this stranger. The, the kind of love that you should only be showing to one person in your lifetime, you have to show to the world. That's not healthy. Men, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Our, our loved one dies, cuts to funeral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Women have to bear everything. And I swear to you, man, I've seen actresses who were sane go insane because of you're you're honored for something that's really kind of like psychologically damaging. Yeah, I remember early on. I remember an actress coming out of a um, her audition, mascara smeared, looked like oh my god, what happened to you? And her friends were like, how'd it go? It was great. She still was like convulsing. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, if you're not crazy in the first place, this business can make you crazy. Mm -hmm. So for an actress to hold on to their sanity when everybody is are sycophants and they're kissing your butt, nobody tells you the truth. Think about that. All you got to be is fine and nobody's going to tell you the truth. Yeah, you're right, dear. Oh, yes, yes. How do you develop under that shit? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm quickly going. Oh, I'm lucky because I'm dating this person. Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know because personally, there's not many actresses that I I feel, when it comes down to it, that the average woman ever wants to trade places with. God, the God's honest truth. If you think about it, I don't care what famous person you can think of, and I don't want to throw names out because I get blamed for mentioning names. Mm -hmm. Whoever that is that you know, yeah, they're known for something they did probably 10 years ago when they were at their height. Mm -hmm. And now you're going, oh, she's this person. 
But guess what? That person may be thinking of her here and mm. trying to get where she was 10 years ago. Yeah. So the emotional toll on it's, a female actress. Oh, my God. It is, it is something that I would say you better think about. Because yeah. think about what if I'm trying to get to... I want to be Spawn again. Like, you know what I mean? What if I had a life that I'm going, oh, I, you know, I want well, to be... Well, it's tougher on women, too, because, yeah. you know, it's... it's oh, I think it, it's okay for the older actors to date the younger actresses, and that's normal. Right. Whereas women hit a certain age, and then they're... It's like, um, you don't see that as often. Right. And if, if their life isn't focused on other things... Of like mm-hmm. learning and moving ahead, family and all that type of stuff. If it's just because you know, because if they take, if you know, woman can have a baby and be out of the the loop for a while and be gone, mm-hmm. and has to claw and scratch to find her way back. So you're saying, even child the motherhood is the, you know they're denied of motherhood sometimes. It's it's mm-hmm. like the the emotional toll it takes. It 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 just you know, it, it's like my heart goes out to uh, you know, women actors and what they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I started out saying, like, you know, talking about how the pathology is and how, of course, it's this twisted world where, oh, she's beautiful, therefore I'm lucky to date them. If they buy into that, they're not they're not in a good place, because it's if you want do you want somebody to treat you as what you are on the surface, or mm-hmm. for who you really are? Yeah, and and it takes a lot of um, a lot of guts for you to be who you are, um, warts and all, you know, naked to the world, and 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 be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's very difficult. That's yeah. very difficult for a lot of women in the business. And you know, I learned early on, probably because I, I was dating grown women since I was 15. You wow. Know, yeah, I, I... That's awesome. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I look like a grown-ass man. Early. Wow. That, that's, <laughs> Mike, wow. Well, it, it, you know. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just happy uh, where on. I am now. Mike, think about yeah. it. I was thinking when I was like 18, 19, mm. I... I slept with this lady who was easily late thirties. Mm. Easy. Mm. I'm thinking if that chick shows up to one of my shows, she's <laughs> seventy. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "You remember me?" <laughs> like this. Oh my God, Red Roof Inn, Springfield, Virginia. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Dude. Yo, when I was young, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so the girls I dated back in the day, you know, they were older than me too. So I don't think about I mean, You're 15. But dude, <laughs> hey, just only a few years after I dealt with them, they out, most of them outweigh me yeah. by quite a bit, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I, I mean, like, I remember like just year, a few years after college, I, you know, I go to this club and I hang my jacket up and there's this woman that she's speaking to me. This is a big old woman. Um, she's speaking to me, and she her voice sounds familiar. And she's like, "You don't remember me?" I'm like, "Like, no. Like, it's you know. I don't want to say her name because you know I learned better. But um, I didn't recognize her. She you know looked like this new woman ate the old one, yeah. right? 
Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of that. You know, East Coast, they you know don't, they don't drink kombucha. Yeah. They don't they don't <laughs> they don't get out and run. They do drink kombucha. They just put cheese in. It. <laughs> <laughs> now this is my cheese kombucha. <laughs> All dairy and right, sugar. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge. Hey, I got a different lifestyle. Right. They got a different lifestyle. You know, I, I had an ex-girlfriend who said, all she wants to do is get get fat and get yeah. married. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's good with that. I'll, I will be uh, exiting over here. You know? Let me ask you. I always ask this to all my guests yeah. uh, before we get off the set. Um, any actor or director, either one, mm. that you haven't worked with that you want to work with? God, yeah, man. You know who I want to work with? It's, this may this be politically incorrect, but I just love his directing style and writing. Louis C.K. Yeah. Well, I, I love Louis. I'm a comedian. Dude, that... I think what he's... I mean, his, his, his series are just amazing. Did, wasn't that, did you watch Louis? Yes, of course. Every How good was that? frame of Louis. Yo, every time I watched it, I go... Um, especially when they... Dove into the stand-up realm. I was like, that's so... That and Crashing. Uh, There's a show called Crashing on HBO. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's... For me being a stand-up, yeah. it was so true to stand-up world. But but Louis, yeah. Yeah, L Louis um, freaking... Uh, um, uh, Taylor... The, the dude from... Um, from Hello, High Water. Taylor? Taylor... No, no. no tell, Jesus Christ. My favorite director right now, and I can't think... Hello... Taylor Sheridan. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Sheridan from, you know, Wind River, and he's got the, the series. He directed um, Wind River? Yes, and he, and he also directed... Uh, that was a good he, movie nobody talked about. He, he create, you know, he's, he's the guy behind, behind Yellowstone. Oh, that's not like, a good show. I love uh, okay, the, yeah, this I dude's dialogue. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, there's not a whole lot of us in his movies, but... You know. Well, I always say, like, what I want to happen with the podcast, and it's crazy, yeah. it's happened is I say, I, I've asked people this question, and I said, I want like a year from now, two years from now, people like, dude, you go on Gary's podcast, that shit happens. Why <laughs> did I have Kevin Hart on three months ago? And I said, who have, you, who have you worked with you want to work with? He goes, Todd Phillips, director, and he goes, Will Smith, actor. And it just like, last month it came out, him and Will Smith are doing Plane Trains and Oldsmobiles. I was like, boom, well, one. He, he is Kevin Hart, by the way. There's, yeah, that's I mean, true. think about, I think maybe... He was the, you know, the, the MVP in that that scenario. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just saying things. it happened. And then yeah, I had yeah. Joseph Sikora on, mm. and he named off a couple people, but he said he wants to work with Dion Taylor again, the director. Oh, yeah. And Dion, then Dion is just doing his thing, man. Yeah, I'm proud of that guy. And then they just did a movie right afterwards. I go, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I just worked with one of my favorite actors of all time. Who's that? John Malkovich. Oh, for real? What did you, you guys work on? Yeah, we, we worked on a movie called Red 48, and we played best friends in, in the movie. And I'll be damned. He's one of the most down-to-earth, like, coolest people. I don't give a shit about him being an actor. He's just one of the most down-to-earth people, just mm -hmm. unaffected by this business. And, yeah. You know, you, you forget he's an actor. Mm -hmm. he, he's, the, he's, he's that cool, you know? Nice. Yeah. Real, real, real quality. Probably the fa my, my favorite person I met on... <laughs> This entire year, fucked up year of 2020. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm. Well, look, man, we got the movie coming out this Tuesday. This Tuesday. September 29th yeah. on Netflix. I, I hate it when they do the promos and they put DVD on there. I go, yeah. what? <laughs> Who's got a DVD player? I don't have one. 
don't even I was have like, one. Universal. Let's change the marketing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not DVD. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact it's going to Netflix though. But uh, again, I appreciate you going to bat for me on the um, the movie. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Man. Say hello to your wife and her win triple Lindy quadruple kicks. I gotta say this. Oh, I, I, I hate that the fact that I didn't even say. This. My wife just finished a movie called Take Back. She is the lead martial arts star in the movie. I'm pr- proud as hell. Where where where'd you guys shoot we, at? We shot it in um, parts of L.A. and uh, Palm Springs. Mickey Rourke is the bad guy. Oh, for real? So, yeah, she's got an Oscar winner as the, as the you know, antagonist. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm a supporting character in her movie. Yeah. Which is like, oh, shit. But this is the first time in, in, in ever there's been a lead black martial arts star mm-hmm. female. First does time she, ever. Does she hit people with that triple back kick that she hit me with? Well, uh, facsimiles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I took I took that kick. Yeah. And I finished the movie. Yep. And I'm glad I didn't have a fight scene with her, but she got to slug a lot of people. Nice. Yeah. What's the name of the movie again? Take Back. Do you guys have a release date? No, not yet. No. Right. But I'll let you know. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll have her on when that movie comes out. Yes. Because I waited to have you on because I was waiting for the um, this film to come out mm-hmm. that we're in. Boom. All yeah. right. Welcome to Sudden Death this Tuesday. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for the... Good tasting kombucha. I take it all back. Hope I can get some free shit. (laughs) Hold on. That's the best promo ever. (laughs) Hope I get some free shit. (laughs) Because that's really what all the celebs are saying when they pump shit. Ooh, I love smart water. (laughs) Yeah, this this, this is no joke. I have an iPhone. This is no joke. This even even convinced... Gary and he he hated kombucha. This is a perfect commercial for him. You yeah. hated kombucha Hate and now you love this. He finished this. Yeah, that's he wild tonic. Yeah, dude, because that you and your wife. It's classic. I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but you guys were trying to sell me this kombucha, and I'm Redemption. forcing myself trying to be like, it's good. Oh God! <laughs> I was waking up in the morning going, how is? Why don't I have abs? I, I'm supposed to have abs if I drink this. <laughs> I gave up. I was like this. I fucked this shit. I went on Instagram. It sucks. Who drinks kombucha? Nobody likes it. Yeah, well, hey, redemption. 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 Wild yes, tonic yes, yes, yes. came through. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate All right, you, Mike. Bro. Thank you. Thank you.